Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Well it's sunny outside now Maybe I should go for a walk Wearing my heart upside down What's up, Grinders? Happy Saturday. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast, brought to you by Rotogrinders.com. The Weekend Grind crew in the building. I am Josh, Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, happy Saturday, man. How you doing? Yeah, ready for today's slate. Uh, it's a it's a pretty nice one. Just five games. Uh, perfect for tournaments. I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, I stopped with the cash games for now. So, uh, yeah, ready to dive in and, uh, you know, get get my tournament on. So, it uh, should be a fun fun slate with, uh, you know, the March Madness going on and whatnot. So, it should be a fun sports weekend. Yeah, as usual, Travis will be handling the grind down here on Roto-Grinders. Make sure you go to the rotogrinders.com main page to access the grind down written by the very great Travis Mangone. He'll break down the game by game. If you want extra insight in readable format, uh, you go ahead and check out that grind down by Travis. Give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. Shoot over any questions or comments. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. Travis, can I just say, like, you know, I've been playing strictly, strictly cash games. For the past couple of months, I, I decided to take a break from tournaments for a little bit. Uh, just focus on uh, building my cash game lineups and perfecting that and, and just coming into my own there and everything. Um, and boy, uh, this this whole new beat the score contest idea on FanDuel, uh, it brings me back because I remember draft day used to have something similar back in the day, like target contests, but they weren't as big as these. And, and this is really cool. So guys like me who build around the NBA uh, DFS value system, lineup, you know, type of lineup construction where I'm looking for certain values with a target score. This is something I'm really enjoying. Have you tried out the beat the score contest? Uh, no, I've heard about it, but uh, yeah, I haven't done a ton of the beat the score. Mainly just still doing, uh, just doing regular cash games and whatnot. But I've heard about it, so it's it's a pretty cool concept. I like the idea of it, but maybe I'll mess with it in the MLB or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be as interested in MLB because I don't really build. You don't build MLB lineups around a value system, you know what I mean? But for for NBA, where like I set my target score for 300 on say Fanduel. For my cash game roster, you know, looking for 5x per player on the salary. I know that you have a bit of a different approach, but for me, uh, that really suits me well. And it's something I really enjoyed and done well with. So I really enjoy that concept. Hope that it sticks around for next season NBA and gets a little bit bigger. And maybe we'll see some bigger contests by the end of the season here. But yeah, you just mentioned MLB, man. You pumped up or what? You're going to see your Mets play this season. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for MLB. I'm just, I'm uh, not just ready for a new sport. I'm just, uh, 
sick of the NBA injury stuff and all the random shenanigans that come along with it. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready for a new sport and MLB excited for it. And, uh, in just a new season and I'm sure by, uh, you know, September I'll be sick of that, but then we'll have football, right? It's a cycle of DFS. Yeah. You know, I'm really upset this season that there was no late swap for NBA. It's something that I've really stressed, you know, as a guy who used to sit in the boardroom at FanDuel as an employee, this is something that you know I, I always tried to, to to mention is that for NBA, late swap is very very important, and uh, I hope that next season that they decide to bring it back, give some bigger contests. I know they offer both, but you know all the contests combined in the late swap lobby really don't even compare to like a couple of the, you know, or sometimes even one of of the non late swap contests. So I hope that that uh, is is something that they consider changing again for next season. But yeah, we've got MLB around the corner. We got to deal with what we got now, and we've got a five-game slate here on a Saturday for basketball, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one, nice fun one, good for Saturday. Lock seven p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you get your lineups in there before seven p.m. Eastern time. Uh, but yeah, uh, you ready to hop into this, Travis? Yep, ready to go. All right, first game on the slate, we've got the Chicago Bulls in Detroit against the Pistons. Two ten is the game total. Pistons are an eleven point. Home favorite here, heavy favorite for the Pistons. Uh, interesting matchup here, you know, with the Bulls. They've been battling a lot of injuries. We've seen uh, certain guys shine in situations, uh, especially like uh, uh, last night. There was, you know, the injuries kind of caused certain guys to come in and step up. One of those guys, Justin Holiday, was very chalky, and he ended up making value. He was about mid-price across the industry. Uh, you also had Denzel Valentine, who showed up and did well. Uh, Bobby Portis, you know, doing what he does. It's it's just interesting with all these injuries, and we just kind of got to figure out how you, like, navigate around these injuries. Uh, there could be value, though, to be had during the situation, even though a guy like Valentine, for instance, has had his price jacked up. Certain guys are still cheap. Cameron Payne is, you know, is still cheap. Put up a nice game last night. So, Travis, are you going to look for any, uh, any value from these Bulls? Uh, it, so, like... I want to. It's just that this team is really frustrating, right? They have all these different guys they can play, right? Even like a guy like uh, Laurie Markkinen, he came back. So the front court is a little messed up now, right? Vonley, he ended up getting only 19 minutes yesterday, which was frustrating. Uh, you know, Laurie Markkinen came back from uh, injury and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, played 22 minutes. So it's just that front court is a situation where I don't really want to mess with too much. But I think Bobby Portis, if I play anyone, would be like the guy that I gravitate to. If you tell me how to pick one, that's probably the guy that I'd probably uh, play of all of them. Uh, Felicio, he actually was like probably the best yesterday of all of the big men. He ended up playing 31 minutes. I don't know. His spot against Drummond seems like he could definitely struggle and uh, have some issues. So I, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from him. It's really just Bobby Portis in this front court. When it comes to the backcourt, uh, again, like on the wing, I think Denzel Valentine, I think he's like always a guy right now in this situation is uh, perfect for an upside, right? Uh, you know, he had that one game where he had 38 minutes against the Cavs and 54 fantasy points. I mean, that was definitely a ceiling game, but I see him getting like, you know, 25 or more minutes, probably a game for the most part. And I think he's pretty safe, a guy that they're trying to develop. So I like him. Justin Holiday, uh, man, he's just, uh, he's really frustrating. I get he's cheap, but you know, yeah, yesterday he got the value in 22 minutes, but you know the games before that he had 22 minutes and 4.9 fantasy points, 17 minutes, 11.7, 17 minutes, 15.9. I mean, how much can he really do? Like, what's his ceiling here at this point? It just doesn't seem that high. This team is tanking. 
I'm just staying away from a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these like older guys. It's like I'm keying on guys like Cameron Payne, right? He's someone that's just like pretty much guaranteed to get the minutes and get a lot of run out there. So he's someone that I would look to. I'm not going to buy into Jerry and Grant's last two games of 24 and 22 minutes. Uh, he's not going to really have that much of a ceiling for minutes. So I'll stay away from him. It's really just keying on like guys like Payne, I'd say, maybe like Valentine and, and Portis. And that's kind of it. Like, and again, I don't want to get too much exposure to these bulls because like I'm very conscious of these teams that are tanking and just not really trying. And Fred Hoiberg even admitted, he said, like, I look at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter. Like he he literally looks at the scoreboard. So, you know, if that game is close and he's like scoreboard watching, say he's looking to see what's going on, you know, in the uh, what's the really bad game today? The Suns and the Magic. Maybe that has like playoff implications. Maybe he's looking at that scoreboard and then he doesn't play Bobby Portis in the fourth quarter. I mean, just little things like that could happen. So I'm really trying to stay away from these teams that are just absolutely tanking as best as possible. But again, it's not as easy, especially on a five game slate. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Cameron Payne is the guy that I like the most, too been playing 30 minutes per game we know he's going to get around that allotment of minutes so he's still cheap enough across the industry just 5500 on DraftKings. like him a lot on FanDuel uh for his price tag over there at uh, i believe he's 50 just 5200 yeah 5200 on FanDuel. like him over there a lot uh and valentine i have a little interest in but his price has kind of gotten jacked up and he's a little inconsistent even though i mean he'll get the minutes uh, i think for me cameron payne's just going to be the main guy i'm really going to focus on from the Bulls, unless we get any further news that certain guys are out, and then we could adjust again. But I'm not really going to go out of my way to target a team that is a 11 point road dog, um, you know, with under 100 implied points for the game. So I think for now we could just stick with like Cameron Payne, like you said, and and maybe a little Valentine or uh, or some Bobby Portis. But the tanking situation definitely makes it difficult. It's probably the most frustrating thing. This is like the September call up time of basketball where. You know, we uh, we start seeing certain guys not play. We start seeing some G League guys pop up. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think we're on the same page there. Uh, anything else you want to mention about the Bulls here? No, we can move on to the uh, move on the Pistons side of the ball if you want. And I mean, I, I, the Pistons are a team that like I really I just keep it very simple with. It's just not not too difficult of a spot for me. It's like every time it's like I know exactly what I do with the Pistons. Uh, it's like. Andre Drummond in tournaments, great play, right? Someone that I think has upside, especially against the Bulls. I'll get exposure to him. Blake Griffin, he's a little pricey for my liking, so I'm staying away from him right now. But, like, if you wanted to play him, I'm not going to probably talk you out of it. Uh, I think on FanDuel, he's pricey. Like, same with DraftKings, but I get it. He's been good. Maybe it's because I've just kind of missed the boat recently on him so i'm not really as you know i didn't hit the last 250 fantasy point games on him i thought they were good plays but i just didn't have the exposure to him in the spots against phoenix and houston they, the spots made sense but i just didn't pay for him on those slates so i'm probably not gonna like you know chase it at this price with him but drummond's probably the guy i prefer or like his upside a lot here especially uh you know on a site like DraftKings at 9.3k less than blake griffin i mean that's great for him so i'm a fan of him in the spot and then ish smith like him i think he's someone that's definitely in play Really cheap slower on the industry. Just think this is a good spot for him. Like last two games, actually last three games, 30 fantasy points or more. I mean, this is a spot where Ish Smith makes a ton of sense. And, uh, you know, even though Reggie Jackson's back, he's still getting the minutes. So I feel still pretty safe about that. Unless they say Reggie Jackson starts getting, you know, 30 minutes. But last two games, 15 minutes, 19 minutes, still uh, increasing. But I still think uh, Ish Smith is still fine playing. That's kind of it for the Pistons. Like, I'm not messing around with, like, the Reggie Bullocks, the Luke Kennards. They're all kind of pricier, like, than when they were without, uh, you know, since, like, the trade and when Tobias Harris, like, left. So, I don't know. I just don't think these are guys that I'm in love with here in this spot. So, I'll stay away from them. I agree. It's a bit of a simple approach. You know, the usual suspects. Uh, Andre Drummond is a guy 
you want to look at. I'm not like too crazy about him today. He's not my favorite center by any means, just because I don't really love this game script. Don't really know where this game is going to go. But you know the Bulls do struggle against uh, center. Struggle on the glass. Twentieth overall rebounding. The Bulls and yeah, Drummond could have a big game here. And, you know the two games that he faced Chicago this season. Uh, he averages 47 DraftKings points in just 31 minutes per game. So uh, you are going to have to pay premium price for him, though. So that's something you got to keep in mind. Blake Griffin, as you mentioned, think he's a great play. Uh, Chicago ranks 19th in the league at defending opposing power forwards. They really struggle against defending uh, big power, you know, big big front court guys like this, like Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. But uh, just interesting note, you know, like you said, Ish Smith. I do like Ish Smith. I like his price on DraftKings a lot better. Than I do on FanDuel at uh, under 5K. And we do know the Bulls rank 29th in the league defending opposing point guards. He's averaged around a point per minute in his matchups against the Bulls this season so far. So, yeah, I, I do like Ishmith. I think he's a fine play. And I don't think Reggie Jackson's going to affect his minutes for a while, especially not yet, like not today. I think he'll still see 30-plus minutes. So Ishmith is a guy I do like. Uh, anyone else here that you want to mention on the Pistons? No, nah, I'm done with this game. We can go to the next one. All right, next one on the slate. We've got the Phoenix Suns in Orlando against the Magic. 216.5 is the game total, and the Magic are four-point home favorites. Game's expected to stay close. Travis, man, what's going on with these youth movement Suns? So many injuries to deal with. Uh, you know, yesterday I, I was able to pivot in time when the Booker news came out. I got myself, um, you know, some exposure to uh, Troy Daniels, who ended up making value. I got didn't get any Marquise Chris, which I really wish I did because he ended up doing really well. I also had my Josh Jackson shares, and, and of course he did well. So this is a spot where we're going to have to really keep our eyes on the news, TJ Warren and all that, um, and, uh, and, and Booker. Um, so I, I don't know. Josh Jackson's not cheap anymore, but he's obviously getting the usage, and if TJ Warren continues to be out, he's the guy we're going to have to look at, right? So that puts us in the spot here we have to figure out where we're going to go. Uh, for me, you know, I think it really just comes down to the news, right? Like who's going to play and who's not going to play. If Booker doesn't play, I'm perfectly fine going back to the well with a guy like Troy Daniels or even, uh, you know, Josh Jackson or even like Marquise Chris. I think he's a guy who will get extra minutes too. So, uh, Travis, how are you going to handle the situation with the Suns? Uh, yeah, so definitely the Suns and, like, Magic, not really the uh, sexiest game. Uh, just two bad teams. Again, like, two teams that are probably going to be pretty unpredictable. But with the injuries, that kind of helps some things out a little bit. You know, you have a team. Josh Jackson, it becomes a very easy play. Uh, looking back, like, you know, yesterday he only played 27 minutes. And part of the reason why is because that became game became a blowout. And with that game becoming a blowout, like, Josh Jackson is one of their best players right now. I mean, people might say, oh, they need to keep Josh Jackson there and develop in the fourth quarter no matter what. But they obviously realize, hey, we have a back-to-back. We're not going to run him uh, too crazy in the fourth quarter and just kind of save him for the next game. And uh, in game in like more meaningful minutes, you know, there's no point of evaluating Josh uh, Jackson against the Cleveland Cavaliers backup. So that makes sense why he didn't get like, you know, that, that, that big run like he got in the past game. So I still like him here. I think this game will stay close uh, because both teams are really bad. So I like Josh Jackson. He's someone I'm really going to prioritize on this slate if Devin Booker is out. Warren should be out, so I'm expecting Booker out too. And if that's the case, Josh Jackson, the guy I want to definitely get some exposure to. I think Troy Daniels is fine. I definitely think he benefits uh, a little bit from the blowout one not and Devin Booker's injury. Right, he maybe got like a few minutes here and there, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he would definitely uh, be like closing the game out too, right? So that kind of has me a little worried. But a guy like Troy Daniels, like, and I don't know, I just don't want to trust too much money behind Troy Daniels. But I think he's a fine value play. It's solid. Uh, I don't hate it, but. Uh, 
he's definitely someone to, you know, obviously get some exposure to if he helps you jam in like the studs, right? Because we have a couple studs that we'll talk about that are definitely going to be ones you want to get in your lineups. I really don't understand what they're doing with Alfred Payton. That's kind of one of the like situations I'm really confused about. You sacrifice the second round pick for him. I know it wasn't a lot, but you want to evaluate this guy, right? It makes sense to evaluate him. Here's his minutes the last like four games, 16, 27, 22, 22. And like has really played bad in those like last two, last three games, three of the four, uh, he's got four real life points. So I don't know if he's just playing bad or what's going on. I haven't watched too much Suns basketball recently, but the minutes are just not trending the right way. And ever since I've seen them not trending the right way, I have kind of just stayed away from him. Like I, I wanted to get exposure to him in some of these other spots, but I just couldn't trust it. So I, I stayed away. And, and I mean, this is a great spot, right? Revenge spot against Orlando makes so much sense, but do I trust them to run him out there for the minutes? That's kind of the thing I'm debating right now. Like I said, I really want to play out for Peyton in this spot. It makes sense. It's got the revenge on it too. Right. I always love the revenge narrative, but I don't know. It's a really frustrating situation when it comes to a guy like Alfred Payton right now. I get maybe going like a Marquise Chris, but like, man, it seems like very unpredictable. It's like, are they going to go Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris? Like, who's going to be the, you know, who's going to have the bigger game or Alex Len? I just don't really want to mess around with this, uh, you know, Suns roulette system too much. I guess if you force me to pick one, like if I have to take someone, I, I guess I'm going to a guy like Alex Lem because I know Vucevic is not the greatest on the defensive end and uh, Tyson Chandler is for sure out. And, you know, I think this is a solid spot for a guy like Len can definitely do well. And we've seen him have big games. So I probably lean to him if I had to pick anyone in the Suns front court, but like I said, I'm really keying in on Josh Jackson. He's probably my favorite guy in this game. And uh, again, like it's Phoenix. I'm trying to like temper my expectations a little bit because uh, they're not the greatest team to target uh, right now, just because there's just too many guys all over the place and minutes are, you know, just up and down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree with everything you just said, and um, I do think Josh Jackson is the prime play here from the Suns. Uh, anyone else in the Suns you want to mention? No, that's just about it. Like again, this is a game like I really like would love. Like I would love to load up on this game. If this was like, if this, I feel like I did this whenever they played the last time, maybe it was like December or January. I would probably load up on these guys because the Suns have a lot of competent players that could score in the Magic back then. You know, they had uh, pretty good prices and whatnot, but. I don't know. I'm just kind of a little worried about this. But we can go out to the Magic side, Josh. How about you kick us off with that? What do you think of the Magic side? Of it? Well, the Magic, they're battling a lot of injuries as well, um, just like the Suns. So they're, you know, kind of throwing out a makeshift lineup. But for me, uh, after just looking at it, it's very simple which route I want to go. There's only one guy I have serious interest in. It's going to be Aaron Gordon. Uh, you know, Phoenix ranks 21st in the league against opposing power forwards. Aaron Gordon uh, is a guy that could do it all. He could shoot threes. He could rebound. Suns ranked 23rd in the league at overall rebounding. They ranked 21st in the league at defending the three ball. So this is a good spot for Gordon. Last time he faced off with them, he put up 22-7-3, one block, one steal in 30 minutes on the court. So I do think that he'll continue to do well. He's under 8K on both sites, especially on DraftKings at just 7,500. Uh, Gordon is a guy I really want to have here, and I think it gives you some stock here if you want to run something back if you're playing like, you know, maybe like a Josh Jackson, Troy Daniels kind of duo on the other side of this game. I think Aaron Gordon's a good run back candidate for the Orlando side, but you know, outside of him, I'm just really not super confident in any of these guys. Vucevic is kind of cheap-ish, you know, twenty, no, seventy-six hundred. Sorry, seventy-six hundred on DraftKings. And uh, this, like I said, you know, the, the Suns do struggle to rebound 23rd in the league at overall rebounding, and they rank 27th in the league at defending opposing centers because they don't really have any healthy centers that are really, you know, uh, strong enough to, to defend, like, true centers. So, you know, maybe Vucevic has a, a big game here. The, my only question is, the, are the minutes going to be there? His minutes are very 
inconsistent. I've been fluctuating a lot. So, uh, Aaron Gordon is going to be like the main guy for me, but maybe some Vucevic. And you know, this backcourt situation is just ugh, like you know, it's just tough. Like I don't really want to play DJ Augustine. I don't. I don't want to play. I played Jelvin Mack the other night and it worked out, but I don't want to do that again. Uh, so I, I, I think I think you could certainly game stack here. Because there is potential for, you know, fancy fireworks to happen. But I'm just going to stick to Aaron Gordon for the most part. How about you? Yeah, so, man, the, the Magic, uh, I'm not a big Aaron Gordon fan in general. I don't like rostering that much. I get there's upside there, but I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of uncertainty with the with the Magic in general. Like, I, I know we're not seeing it out of Aaron Gordon's minutes so far. If you pull up the, you know, the minutes, it's 33 minutes, 27 minutes. And he's been good in those that, that run, but... Is he going to get that like 35 to like 38 minutes? It just doesn't seem like it's going to be there, especially when you see a guy like Vucevic. You know, he's not getting as much minutes as you'd think, right? You know, 21 minutes the last game. Even him at like 28 minutes, I want him more in like the 30s. Uh, Game against the Spurs, like 23. Just, I feel like there's some uncertainty with some of these Magic guys. But, uh, you know, with them dealing with injuries, maybe it's a little more secure. Like Jonathan Simmons, he's going to be doubtful for this game. You know, still still out with uh, Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross. So maybe it's a little more secure in that. But for me, it's like I'm kind of keying in on guys like uh, Mario Hazonia. I know he hasn't been as good, but I think he's a pretty good value play in this spot. Uh, he's definitely struggled recently, but I think this could be a good spot for him to bounce back a little bit. So if a guy like Simmons is out, I think uh, Hazonia is someone I would definitely look to. I don't mind, uh, you know, DJ Augustine and Shelvin Mack. I think they have upside in this matchup. It more so probably go to Shelvin Mack. I like his price a little bit better. He's been pretty good recently too, and I got away with using him. So maybe I feel like I can maybe get away with it again. But uh, again, like I just don't want to like go too invested in a team like Orlando. That can be a little frustrating. And if you have the money for a guy like Aaron Gordon, I get it. But I don't know. So far, kind of my builds like on Fanduel specifically, I'm trying to kind of jam in. I think Harden and Brow. So uh, a lot of these like guys in like the mid tier, like those like higher price, like the you know the Blake Griffins and the Aaron Gordons, they just kind of uh, don't really fit my construction at this moment as easily. So I don't know. I get it. I understand why you like him, Josh. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like the right fit for me today. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. All right. So with that, we can move on to the next game. We've got the Lakers. In Memphis against the Grizzlies, 218 is the game total. The Lakers are the six-point road favorites here. Uh, Travis, this is an interesting spot, man. The, the Grizzlies absolutely getting smashed the other night. Uh, you know, they, they got destroyed, run out of the house pretty much by the 76ers. Um, then uh, the Hornets beat them 140-79. to 79. That was an absolute disaster um they they just don't they don't want to win these guys you know like plain and simple it's uh it's just coming down to you know looking for draft picks here so it's kind of it's kind of an interesting spot and then the lakers trying to give all their young guys these extra minutes and some of these guys have doing well getting a ton of minutes so let's start on the lakers side of the ball we'll start with the away team i'm surprised to see the spread this close they really believe that this game is going to stay fairly close over there in Vegas, projecting it with the five-point spread. So it's just it's it's weird for me because seeing how the Grizzlies have been playing, it makes me really not want to target any of the guys from the Grizzlies. And uh, at the same time, I really like targeting these Lakers guys right now because they're getting these young kids all these minutes to work with, and I want to get a piece of that for fantasy purposes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have an answer for that. Travis, how do you feel about the Lakers here on the slate? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty simple this game. I mean, 
I think you want to have exposure to Lakers. You want to get exposure to some of his value. Like, you know, Lonzo Ball played 44 minutes yesterday, or not yesterday, but the last game he played. Uh, and KCP played 42 minutes. And those are just minutes you want to get exposure to. Like, I, I want exposure to him. I want exposure to KCP. Like, those two guards in the backcourt, I want to make sure to get exposure to them in, in this situation. Uh, so, yeah, like Brandon Ingram, he's still doubtful. So, I'm expecting he's not going to play. So, there's still going to be tons of minutes for these guys. Like, Kyle Kuzma, for his price, I think he's a great play. Even Julius Randall, I still think he has, you know, some some solid safety and upside at that price. So uh, the upside's a little bit limited than you'd, you'd want it to be, but it's still pretty safe play and should should crush you against, the, you know, a Grizzlies team that's not that good. So I feel good about, like, Randall, Kuzma, KCP, and Ball. I think you can mix and match them throughout your lineups, and I think that's a, a good way to go. But the Memphis side, I'm not playing one player in Memphis. You, you know, I'm not talking to anyone. I don't care. I'm not touching them. They've been a disaster. And I got the Tyreek Evans thing right yeah, the other day, I basically said, uh, I think it was on Grinders Live yesterday. It may have been that that then when I said it, but I basically said like I'm not messing around with whenever the game was. I'm not messing around with Tyreek Evans though against Charlotte. I said because he could easily be the starter and you'll be told he's going to play. And I know it was a seven o'clock lock or whatever, but the problem with Tyreek Evans is they could just you know play him the first half only and then not really play him the second half. Like it's unpredictable what they're going to do. So. Uh, I'm definitely staying away from Tyreek Evans completely in the entire Memphis situation. So, Josh, you could talk about him. You could play him. But I'm not saying a word. I'm not letting me uh, – I'm not playing my flag on any of these Grizzlies. So, I'll pass. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Lakers, I agree with you. I think they're all fine plays. Their prices have kind of caught up, though. So, it is, you know, it's not by any means like, you know, they're not easy plays here. But if the game does stay as close as Vegas expects it to – then there's still plenty of value to be had there. I wrote up Wayne Selden the other day, uh, just a few days ago, and, and that play worked out. Um, Andrew Harrison is questionable. So if um, if he's out Saturday, then you know that's going to kind of open the floodgates for uh, a guy like Selden again uh, to get some extra minutes. And you know the only reason you look at these guys is because the simple it's very simple. You know they're very cheap and they provide good value for you to pay up elsewhere. And there are some good pay up options on the slate. Uh, the Lakers do rank 19th in the league at defending opposing point guards. They're actually dead last in the league at defending opposing shooting guards. So uh, Wayne Selden is on my radar here. Last time he faced them, he put up 19 DraftKings points in 13 minutes. You know, uh, he's getting about 20 minutes here. And uh, I think that if Harrison out, Selden becomes a good play. Also, this guy, uh, Brigante Weber, has been, um, you know, getting some extra run. And he does draw a fairly good matchup. And, you know, he's nothing nothing more than just a complete tournament dart. But I'm just, you know, it's very rare that you, you look and see guys like this cheap, like talking 34, 3700, and they're going to get minutes and have an opportunity. So if Harrison is out, I do think that you need to look at some of these backup guards here and some of these uh, very small price guys for, you know, long shots here in tournaments, you know, some, some deep, deep long shots and some darts. But, yeah, I don't want to waste too much time talking about the Grizzlies. So, uh, I agree with that. I think that um, I think other than just watching the Harrison news and maybe seeing if you get some value out of that, I, I wouldn't go chasing any of these Grizzlies either. And uh, you know the, the Lakers, like we mentioned, you know good plays there. So all right, let's move on to the next game on the slate. This one's a little bit more exciting. We've got the the brow versus the beard. Two twenty six is the game total. Um, the Houston Rockets even. Even with Chris Paul doubtful, are still very heavy favorites. They're still they're still uh, nine point favorites. So it's it's just an interesting game here. The Rockets home favorites by by a wide margin. 
uh, even without, like I said, Chris Paul. So we're going to have to look at that. But I think there's plays on both sides here. I think we could talk about the Pelicans first. I know you are the Rondo whisperer. I know you've got Rondo's jersey. I know that if if there's ever a time that Rondo happens to be a lock and load, you know, we give it to you, Travis. So uh, with that being said, I will let you talk about Rondo and his Pelicans team here and kick it off. So what do you think? Yeah, uh, man, the, the Boston, the Boston revenge narrative didn't go as according to plan off the rest like we thought last time. But then he went, you know, went back at it with Dallas. So I don't know if I can whisper him right, but he's definitely a really up and down play, right? Totally a tournament play, but uh, I think it makes sense here, right? It's especially uh, you have to like Chris Paul if he's out, right? Because that's big for uh, Rondo. I don't really like to target Chris Paul defense too much, so I think that's fine. Like I want to take him in these like pace up games. I think it's definitely a spot where he could go off. I think he's a guy you want to like mix and match in your tournaments, but strictly a tournament play, not really get exposure in the cash game, just uh, mainly tournaments. There's upside there. And, and if you're going to get exposure to, you know, players on this, in this game environment, this is one you want to get exposure to. I think, you know, get him at like 10% or so. Uh, I think that's perfectly fine route to go. Drew Holiday at his price, I, I you know, on FanDuel, 8500 not as interested at that price, but I think it's still fine. Like, I wouldn't argue it. Like, I wouldn't, if someone did it, I wouldn't be mad about it, right? Uh, shooting guard is a position that you, uh, you know, it's tough to roster. There's only two spots. So I get it, but I more so prefer him on DraftKings. I think I know he's 8,200 over there, but I'd rather, uh, you know, play him on that site rather than on, uh, I think FanDuel and on FanDuel, it seems like I'm, you know, with no Chris Paul, what am I probably doing? I'm probably mashing in Eric Gordon and mashing in James Harden. The two of them together are just in a, a great spot and I'll just play the two of them, you know, playing a ton of minutes. Last time out without Chris Paul, Eric Gordon played 41 minutes. James Harden played 40 minutes. Uh, Harden didn't get there, but Eric Gordon really did. I do think they eat into each other a little bit, but without Chris Paul being there, I mean, they both have upside and that spot was against the Pistons, right? This spot is now against the Pelicans, a team that we love to target, a team that struggles offensively, fast paced team. So I think that there is a opportunity for both them to eat. And I know on like FanDuel, likely in tournaments, my uh, shooting guard position is probably going to be clogged up by Harden and Eric Gordon on every team I make. So that's going to kind of be an issue with, for me with, uh, you know, that shooting guard position in general, but like them, those are two guys I'm loading up on. Clint Capella, I think he's certainly fine in this spot. Uh, last time out there against the Pelicans, you know, he had a pretty solid outing, and I, I expect that again. I think he's a fine, safe cash game option. Uh, FanDuel's price is okay. I like him more so on DraftKings at 6700 That's a good price on him, so I have interest there. And then Trevor Reza, I don't mind getting exposure to him if you want. Like, I, I always love, you know, playing, uh, you know, small forwards that shoot the three well against uh, the Pelicans, and, you know, this is a good spot for a guy like Ariza. If he's hitting the ball, he'll definitely hit value, so it's a matter of him just knocking down his shots. We know he'll get the open shots. Just the question is, will he hit him? So I think he's a fine guy to get exposure to in tournaments as well. Uh, but that's about it on the Rocket side. Uh, you have anyone uh, on the Rockets, you like Josh, or you want to talk about the Pelicans? I mean, I, the Rockets for me, it's very simple, man. Like, they rank dead last in the league at defending opposing guards. Um, and James Harden is an absolute beast. And if you look at his numbers against the Pelicans this season, Travis, he's averaging 60.9 DraftKings points per game against the Pelicans. And that's in three games with a decent sample size. And that's just in 35 minutes on the court. He just absolutely eats them this season, man. And, like, it'd be foolish to not pay up for James Harden on the slate, especially with CP3 out. I know he didn't get there last time. I'm hoping that recency bias keeps his ownership levels down. Uh, you mash in Eric Gordon, like you said, another guy that's still, you know, pretty cheap. is going to get an expanded role once again in extra minutes. I think that he's also a fine play. 
Uh, but outside of those two, I don't really want to go chasing these Rockets. Like you said, maybe Capella. But for me, that's kind of just a tournament play only. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to get Harden and, and, and uh, definitely going to get some Eric Gordon in my lineups on this slate. I'm, you mentioned the Pelican side of the ball. Uh, I think Anthony Davis is a fine play. I'm probably just going to have a hard time getting him and Harden in my lineup. I, I did it last a few slates ago. It worked out. I ended up cashing all across the board pretty well. Uh, but I don't know if the same value is going to be available where I feel comfortable doing that. So Harden gets priority over Anthony Davis as a pay-up option for me, even though I think Anthony Davis is firmly in play. I don't mind Rondo, man, because we're seeing some vintage Rondo come out there and do work, and this is going to be a nice up-paced game environment as well. And, uh, you know, they're going to be fighting to keep it close, so I do think that Rondo is also a fine play. Uh, and Drew Holiday, last but not least, uh, I'm not really sure how to handle him. His price has just gotten so expensive, and with an expensive price tag like that, like I said, I'm putting Harden in there, so I don't know if I want to pay like 8500 for Drew Holiday on uh, on FanDuel and uh, or 8200 on DraftKings, so I think I'll just pass on him for now, strictly just because of the price tag. Um, if he was cheaper, I'd probably consider him here, but uh, you know, for me, out of this game, it's just going to be prioritize Harden as the payup option, get Eric Gordon in there, and uh, maybe I'll get some Rondo exposure in tournaments, but uh, but that's about it. If I can't get Harden and Anthony Davis in the same lineup, it's just going to be Harden that I'm paying up for. Okay, yeah, that's interesting because uh, I don't know. I'm I'm torn at what I'm going to do there. I think I actually lean hard into because again, it's like a shooting guard position that I just think it's a more scarce than the power forward position. So I'm probably leaning that way, and that's the reason why more so. It's not because I think one's better than the other. Clearly, it's just uh, from a position standpoint, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And also, I was you know just kind of browsing at some things, and I thought I was I, I guess I uh, didn't refresh some things correctly, but Larry Marketing is going to be out for this game. So like I mean, Noah Vonley is going to be a great value. I kind of talked about the Bulls before. I feel more secure about that front court a little bit. I know and guys like Felicio Portis and Vonley should just be meaning like a three-man rotation there. So again, like that power forward value, like there's guys like Kuzma who I like. Uh, there's guys like Vonley. On top of that, you can play a guy like Julius Randle who just seems pretty safe for 40 for, you know, honestly, I like FanDuel, like $4,500 less. So uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of lean with you. I think I'm going to go uh, Harden. If, if, you, if you make me pick which superstar, I think I'm leaning with Harden. I think the industry is going to do that too, I feel like so i don't know maybe that makes anthony davis a really interesting contrarian tournament play because we've seen what this guy can do and this is definitely a good matchup for it so uh but I i'm leaning hard into over davis and I, I think everyone else is going to do that as well but if you can jam them both in i love doing that yeah it's never comfortable playing davis or fading davis so you gotta make that kind of decision for me i like i said if i can't get him and harden in my lineups comfortably harden's gonna be the guy um but yeah anyone else here you want to mention from this game or should we move on to the last game of the night Nah, let's uh, we can go on to the next one. All right, last game on the slate, we have the Charlotte Hornets against the Dallas Mavericks. 214.5 is the game total. Close one-point spread in favor of the road team, the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets trying to make this very improbable playoff run here, so they are playing hard. I think they'll continue to do so, and I don't think that a win over the Mavericks is out of their reach. Um, they had Dwight Howard miss the last game with a suspension. He's back, and he's in a crazy spot. We know that the way you attack the Mavericks is with point guards and centers. They get absolutely smashed by both of those. Uh, their rebounding numbers are so bad. I think, I'm think i pretty sure they're like ranked dead last in the league at overall rebounding. Let me look at this one more time. Um, now, 29th in the league at overall rebounding. Uh, Dwight smashed on them last time, put up 15 and 12 with two assists and four blocks and a steal. 
this is a spot where you know Dwight can really excel. And I know Kemba's overpriced, but he also draws a dream matchup here against Dallas, ranking 24th in the league against opposing point guards. And um, I'm pretty sure he put up a yeah he put up almost a 60 DraftKings point outing, 59.8 last time they faced off. So uh, I think pairing the two in tournaments is really a good route to go. Um, yeah, so for me, the Hornets are, are are players that we can target. I'm trying to stay away from like you know playing any of these bench guys here on the Hornets. Uh, so I don't think I'll play much outside of the fact that Batum being out will put Lamb back in the starting lineup once again. His price has come uh, up to normal, so I don't. I think that he's a fine play in cash games because he'll probably be pretty steady. Gets a good matchup against the Mavs, as I mentioned. So Lamb is on my radar, but really, really interested in that um, Dwight and and Kemba combo in tournaments. Uh, Travis, what do you think of the Hornets here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it just makes sense like to get exposure to a guy like Dwight Howard. He's going to be a player that I would, probably am going to play at center today. Definitely like him in this spot. I think he's someone to load up on. Uh, just the price is too the price is too good on Dwight. Uh, you know, it just it's it's too good on him. The matchup is too good, so this is a spot definitely to play him. Uh, you know, he only played one game against Dallas. I know it's a small sample, but hey, he had 44 fantasy points, and we saw he's coming off that big 30-30 game, so expecting a big game out of him. And Charlotte, they're just running him out there. They don't really care, so uh, they're just playing their uh, you know their main starters, their minutes, and they don't really care about that. So he'll uh, get his normal run, expecting him to get like his 30 minutes and should have a pretty big game. Kevin Walker, I just don't want to pay that price. That price is too much for me, right? I just don't think it's necessary to really get exposure to him here if you want to sure i get it it makes sense it's a fine matchup he's been really good the past couple games if it's your cup of tea go for it it's not my cup of tea so i will pass on him and then the rest of these bench guys i really don't want to get too much exposure to i guess jeremy lamb is fine i don't love this price on jeremy lamb but hey last three games has over 30 fantasy points or more so at 6300 on both sites i get it i still think it makes sense and he could obviously be a fine play but i don't know i'm not going crazy over him like i was when he was in that like 5500 range but other than that like uh you know don't really want to mess around with any of these other guys like frank the tank until they start giving him that like huge run which i'm sure down the stretch like once they start resting Dwight which I'm assuming they will but who knows whenever that is that's someone probably want to have more interest in like Frank the Tank and Willie Hernan Gomez uh, late in the season right maybe like last couple games left but uh, and until then we really just want to kind of I think get mainly the exposure to Dwight Howard here number two for me like probably Jeremy Lamb then if you like Kemba Walker and you've been playing and you're riding the hot hand go for it again but I don't know I just don't want to chase him at that price I think there's better options for cheaper instead yeah Agree with that. Let's move on to the Maverick side of the ball. Really nothing crazy here to look at. Dennis Smith Jr. is hopeful to play. If he does play, uh, not really interested with him coming off the injury, but of the injury, but if he is out, goes back to the JJ Berea and Yogi Farrell show, and I think both will be in play if Dennis Smith is out. Only other guy I'd really be interested in here on the Mavericks would be Harrison Barnes. Think he's a good, you know, mid range play at the small forward position. Reliable guy, gonna get the usage, gonna get the minutes, so do like Harrison Barnes here, uh, but really not going to go too crazy with these Mavericks. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Mavericks, I don't really want to get too much exposure to them. I think if you force me to play anyone, it's probably a guy like Harrison Barnes. I think the the price is good enough where I think we could play him, so I don't hate uh, getting exposure to him here in this spot. He's an okay play. Dennis Smith Jr., I don't hate him here coming off injury, but again, first game off of injury, so I'm a little worried. I think I'd rather maybe pass. 
you know, JJ Barea, he's obviously going to lose some production with a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. back. All these guards I'm just not as interested in now. So it's really just like Harrison Barnes is the one guy I'm looking at. Like, and that's about it. I just kind of want to stay away from all these Dallas guys uh, while I can. Cause again, this is not the greatest spot for them. And it's just, uh, I don't know. They're just, there's too many different uh, moving pieces that they're kind of, playing it's just uh you know they're tanking too and they've gotten in trouble for it mark cuban got in trouble for it and they're just playing all these guys different minutes and just too much unpredictability for me yep yep for sure all right so that's it we covered the slate for you guys nice small five game slate here on a saturday hope that we helped you out like i said go ahead and give us a follow on twitter you can follow me at real joshua giant at real joshua giant you can follow travis at travis mangoin at travis m-a-n-g-o-n-e make sure that you send over um you know, if there's any adjustments that have to be made, uh, you can send over any questions about that, how you think you should adjust. We love giving you guys advice over there. And make sure you check out the grind down on the main Roto Grinders page by Travis Mangone. Let's give the lock and load of the play here before we sign out. Uh, lock and load play of the day here. Uh, for me, it's very simple. You know, CP3 doubtful. Harden's going to get all the usage in the world against a team that he absolutely smashes against a dream matchup. Uh, so for me, I'm just going to find a way to get Harden in my lineup and just build around him. Hit the lock button on James Harden today. Uh, don't worry about the last game. I know the recency bias is there, but he's not going to disappoint in this spot. He's going to absolutely smash. And I think he has a very good chance of being the highest scoring, uh, fantasy scoring player of the night on this slate. So James Harden, my lock and load play here of the day. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so I'll give you one on each side. I'll give you Eric Gordon on FanDuel. I mean, just just a perfect play. I mean, he's 5,200 on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's 6,800. Just take that savings. Load him up. He's going to be a shooting guard you want to get a lot of exposure to over on FanDuel. So he'll be my lock and load on FanDuel. And uh, the next one I'll give you on DraftKings, I'll give you Dwight Howard. I mean, AK is just too cheap for him uh, in this spot. And I think it's like just important to note, I know the Hornets are a team that we don't really trust. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to really trust because they seem like a team that's tanking, but they don't care. They're playing their guys their minutes. I feel like if you give Dwight Howard 30 minutes here against a Dallas team, I feel like worst case scenario, I'm getting 30 and that's like, feels like his floor. Uh, but I mean, I think the ceiling could be, it could be huge. And we saw it the other day against a team like Brooklyn where he had 30 point, uh, 32 points and 30 rebounds. I'm not saying that's happening again, but against a team like Dallas, if it's competitive, I could see the Barbara Walters 2020 game going out there. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I like Dwight Howard on DraftKings at that price. I think he's a really good play. All right. You got your lock and loads from us. Thank you guys for listening to the Weekend Grind podcast brought to you by Roto-Grinders. We will see you guys tomorrow for the NBA slate. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I am Josh Sir Giant. Peace out, Grinders. See you tomorrow. Welcome to my legacy. Welcome to my search for serenity. I'm trying hard to let things be, but I keep making friends with my enemies. Welcome to my legacy. I search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Well it's sunny outside now Maybe I should go for a walk Wearing my heart upside down As a badge for everything lost Try to stay humble with the right crowd Try to do the things I was told, yeah 
Try to make everybody else proud Even if my soul is the cause Speak my mind loudly with everything I have to say But people walk around like every day's a masquerade Following the pattern, it's easy to tell Cause everybody is afraid of being themselves Made a lot of choices but I still ignore the whites Smoke distracted trying to balance my emotions on a tightrope But still eat well and chase it down with fine wine And use my imagination as a lifeline Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Well it's stormy outside now Maybe I should stay in my bed Wearing my heart upside down Praying that it helps me forget We all wanna do it differently and We all want a second chance Well I've got the opportunity, yeah I'm accepting everything that I am But I don't think I change it for a second Perfecting a profession where depression is a weapon And I won't even mention all the questions that I'm left with When I didn't have the answers I just went ahead and guess and try to get across a message But I'll never understand Writing me on paper I seem better than I am Try keeping all my friends doing everything I can But once I'm doing well they'll be enemies again Welcome to my legacy Search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Welcome to my legacy On my search for serenity I'm trying hard to let things be But I keep making friends with my enemies Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> They sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details.